0: Alright, good evening ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Today we're going to jump right into the podcast. This is the Ultimate Fighter Season 1, Team Couture versus Team Liddell. This is Episode 5. So we're just going to do a quick recap of the last episode. Uh, Josh and Diego won the team challenge and got to choose their opponent for their next fight. Josh wants to fight Chris Lieben, but instead uh, the team decides that Diego will fight Alex. Diego takes Alex down quickly and submits him with a rear naked choke. The rivalry and separation of the house by the two teams begins to develop, and it becomes more intense. Josh and Chris have unsettled business. Almost all the fighters in the house, well, specifically Diego's teammates, believed he was going to win. Lieben, of course, says he was disappointed with his performance, always putting his two cents into each fight. So Lieben always has something to say about an opponent when they lose a fight. He always has something to say. Um, That's just kind of his personality. Lieben says if he can't handle Diego, he can't handle anybody in the UFC. And I, I, so, I sort of do agree with that statement. I mean, you know, if you if you lose, that's, that's kind of the whole point of the competition. If you lose a fight on the show, you're probably not a UFC caliber fighter. So you're not going to make it to the finals. You're not going to get your six-figure contract in the UFC. So he does have a point there. Uh, Team Couture is in low spirits as usual after losing four teammates in a row. So this is pretty bad for Team Couture. They've lost you know four teammates in a row. I think they've lost three team challenges in a row. This is pretty bad. They're they're on a losing streak right now. Everybody in the house is getting tired of each other. Being in the same house with all the fighters, you know, everybody has been in the same house for about three weeks now. The good news for everybody is the size of the teams will get smaller, and there will be less people in the house and more personal space for everybody. So basically every week, at least one person is eliminated from the show every week. So, so far, four people have been eliminated Uh, So they're probably down to about 12 fighters. They started off with 16 fighters. Now they're probably down to 12. But it also depends. Sometimes they bring in uh, new fighters on the team to even out the teams a little bit. But regardless, the size of the teams will get smaller. So there'll be more room in the house for these people to move around. Chris Levin dyes his hair red because he dyes his hair red before every fight. He feels that he will be fighting soon. He said he does this, he dyes his hair to match the color of the blood flying in the octagon. So I I mentioned this in an earlier episode. I mean, Chris Lieben is just quite a character. Um, You know, he looks kind of like a demon. He's got red hair. You know, he's a pale skinned white guy. And he just says some, you know, some pretty crazy stuff. So Chris Lieben, he really does stand out on the show. He's definitely like the main character of the show. Um, You know, he gets the most attention on the camera. He talks the most trash. He has, you know, bright red hair. So he's quite the character on the show. He feels that he will be fighting soon. He said he dyes his hair the color of the to match the color of the blood flying in the octagon. To say the least, uh, Levin is an interesting character. Um, Tom Frye's uh, Ch- Chuck's strength and conditioning coach uh, comes in to help the fighters. Diego says Team Liddell is uh, super confident now that their team won the last two fights. Dana White tells the fighters he's going to let uh, them go on. He's going to let them go out and celebrate. Uh, the fighters are ecstatic and they're happy to be out of the house for once. They have been stuck in the house for over a month now, leaving jokes that everybody has to drink equally because they are all in competition with one another. And if somebody isn't drinking, everybody uh, will know uh, they're trying to get ahead in the competition. So you can already kind of, you know, fast forward and and predict what's going to happen. I mean, you have a house full of fighters that haven't been out of the house for a month. They've been training for a month straight. They've been away from their friends and family back home. Uh, they're in competition with each other. There's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of tension. Um, and now they're going out of the house for, you know, the first time in a month. They're going to probably drink very heavily. I mean, you can already you can already inference that's going to happen because Chris Lieben's talking about drinking. Uh, you know, you, you can sort of inference it's probably going to be a bad situation if they're all going out drinking. And they haven't even, you know, they haven't even left the house for a month. So we'll see what happens. Randy explains the key to sparring is to spar without trying to hurt your opponent. You want to assimilate your training to a real UFC fight as close as possible. You don't want to use full force, just uh, place your shots. You just want to make contact. Nathan gets injured in a sparring session as another group of fighters fall on him, practicing a takedown. So that's kind of ironic. Uh, You know, Randy Couture is sitting here telling everybody, oh, you you guys want to be careful in practice. Um, You know, we just want to do light sparring. You don't want to injure your opponent. And then, you know, right after he says that in the middle of the sparring session, um, you know, somebody falls on somebody during a takedown. I mean, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't intentional, but I it's still kind of funny. It looks like um, he may have sprained his ankle. I, you know, ironically, Randy is the one who took down Alex, and Alex fell into Nathan. So it's kind of funny too because Randy is the one emphasizing you know safety and, and not sparring too hard, and he's the one that actually injured somebody on accident by taking down uh, Alex, and Alex fell into Nathan. So obviously he didn't do it on purpose, but it's still kind of funny. No, obviously Randy feels bad, but accidents happen. This is part of the training. Uh, Nathan goes to the hop. Nathan goes to the hospital to see if his ankle is broken. This is the second time Nate has been injured on the show. First, he cut his chin, and now he hurt his ankle. The good news is his ankle is not broken, but they're not sure about the ligaments being torn. I believe identifying soft tissue damage requires an MRI, and not an X-ray. Uh, Nathan's ankle is severely damaged, and he can't move his ankle at all. So this is pretty bad. You know. This is pretty bad, and and Team Couture has already lost four competitions in a row. They've already lost four fighters, and not one of their fighters just got injured. So this is is not good for their team. Their team is definitely going through a struggle right now. Nathan may be eliminated from the show if his ankle doesn't heal. The doctors just tell him to keep it elevated, keep ice on it. They say it may be better in a couple of days, or it may take a couple of weeks. They gave him painkillers as well. The fighters are getting dressed to go out tonight uh, with Dana to celebrate. Chris is already drinking before they even leave the house. So you can already inference, this is probably going to be a bad situation. I mean, of course, Chris Lieben is going to show off for the cameras. Of course, he's going to get super drunk. And not only are they going to go out and drink, but they're going to come back home to a house that's filled with alcohol. So they're probably going to get even more drunk when they come home. So you can already inference, this is going to be a bad situation. You can tell Lieben is going to get hammered. And he says that as well. Uh, Lieben makes fun of Kenny for having uh, tight jeans. He says he got them from uh, the women's department. Uh Josh teases Levin and tells him he needs to catch up on the style and trends being all the way uh up in Oregon. Uh Josh asks Levian if he has cable up there. So he's kind of just you know picking at him because you know Chris Levin's from Oregon. It's I guess it's kind of a hillbilly state a little bit. You know, it's up in the woods in certain parts. So you know Josh is just you know you know messing with him. It's pretty funny. The teams go out to celebrate at the Hard Rock Cafe. Forrest Griffin looks hilarious wearing a leather jacket and shades. He looks like he's out of a movie. So now we're starting to see the other the other characters on the show develop a little bit. Um you know Forrest Griffin, he's he's a pretty goofy looking guy. He, he literally looks like a, a white curious George. He looks like a white monkey. He's, he's absolutely hilarious the way he looks and um now he's wearing shades and a leather jacket. He just looks even more ridiculous. He kind of looks a little bit like Jim Carrey. But he's a very funny looking guy. If, if you see what he looks like, he's absolutely hilarious looking. He has big ears, too, just like a monkey that stick out. Very funny-looking guy. Everybody is eating good food and getting drunk. When they get back to the house, everybody is drunk, and of course, like I predicted, all hell broke loose. Diego uh, has to be carried to his room. I'm sure this wasn't a setup to make an exciting episode for TV ratings. No, obviously I'm being sarcastic. Of course this was a setup. A bunch of fighters without phones who haven't gone anywhere in a month. What could possibly go wrong? They come home to the house, uh, which has more alcohol, and people get more drunk. I mean, it's not like it's a TV reality show, and the cameras are right there or something. Uh, Chris and Bobby get into the argument, and it escalates quickly. So, you know, now now you're starting to see the team rival rivalry build up a little bit. We have you know Team Couture and Team Liddell. They're starting to exchange words, and plus there's alcohol involved now. So it's just you can just tell it's going to be a bad situation. Chris challenges him to a fight, and Mike quickly grabs Bobby before they start fighting. Bobby calls him a fatherless bastard, and the cameras zoom in on Chris, possibly implying that he didn't have a father growing up. Uh, Nathan tries to calm him down, and this looks extremely gay as Nathan puts his hand on his cheek while Levin has his shirt off. Uh, Bobby leans over and tries to apologize to Levin and Levin is crying and tries to smash a beer bottle with (laughs) with beer in it over his own head. This seems very staged, and Bobby seems to be talking uh, too coherently to be drunk, so it is hard to tell. It's hard to tell what's real and what's not real. Uh, it seems staged to me, honestly. Uh, Nathan said he lost all respect for Bobby. Uh, Nathan never liked Bobby because he called out Loden, the weakest light heavyweight on Team Couture, who was 30 pounds smaller than Bobby. Uh, Josh Koscheck can't keep a straight face the whole time and thinks the whole situation is hilarious. So this is why I started to like Josh Koscheck because this whole situation was, was very corny to me. I mean, I understand it's a reality TV drama show. But you have uh, Nathan like literally putting his hand on uh Lieben's cheek, and you got to remember this is a house full of guys. They all have their shirts off. It, it just looked gross. It looked like the scene to a, um, you know, a gay movie or something. And no offense to anybody who's gay out there. I know I know that there's gay people out there, but from 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 my perspective as a heterosexual, it's like I I don't really want to see that. You know what I mean? It's just, especially if you're straight, it's just it's just strange to me. And it it looked like a you know a, you know a very you know gossipy soap opera scene, and that's why I kind of started to like Josh Koschek on the show because. You know, now Josh Koscheck's character is coming out. He doesn't, give a, he doesn't give a shit about Chris Levin. He thinks it's actually funny. I mean, Chris Levin was the one who peed on somebody's pillow his first day on the show. I mean, this guy has always been drunk. He's always been talking trash. He's always been a, provoking situations. Uh, he was picking a fight with his own teammate. He was picking a fight with his own teammate, Mike Swick, you know, teasing him because he beat him in a fight before they even came on the show. So, you know, Lieben's always been a problem on the show. So, you know, Josh Koscheck isn't going for any of this bullshit. He doesn't feel bad for Levin. Plus, they're on opposite teams anyways, and he's friends with Bobby Southworth, so of course he's not going to care. And then for Nathan to be like, oh, he called out the weakest link Loden." I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to call out the weakest link. You're supposed to stay on the show as long as possible. He had a weight cut of 25 pounds you know he obviously was not in the best shape when he came on the show he picked out the weakest fighter to stay on the show so i mean how can you be mad at bobby for that it's just it's just very childish to me like i said it's just getting personal now because they're on opposite teams so the 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 tension is starting to build between both teams that's all that's happening right now now, Josh Kasha can't keep a straight face the whole time and thinks the whole situation is hilarious. Josh is one of my favorite characters on the show so far. He's very quiet but funny at times and seems to be lighthearted and goes with the flow. So he's pretty quiet. Like, Josh doesn't talk a lot, but when he does talk, he says something funny. Like, earlier, he just said something to Chris Lieben. You know, he said, you know, do you not know anything about the style trends going on? Or, or do you even have cable TV? You know, you're from the woods up in Oregon. Like, like get with the times, man. Like, so when he talks, he says something funny. So... That's that's why I kind of like Josh, and also you know I think I said previously on the other episodes I, I grew to like Josh because Josh um, you know he really stepped up to help uh, Bobby Southworth make weight you know what I mean like Chuck Liddell was getting irritated with Bobby Southworth and uh, he was he was he was losing patience he was getting really frustrated with Bobby Southworth but uh, you know Josh Koscheck being a good teammate he sat there the whole time he dragged um, he jog he he dragged uh, Bobby Southworth into the into the sauna and made sure that he made weight and he really pushed him to make that weight to make the fight so he's a team player to me so that's why I kind of like Josh Koshtek too so far you know Josh couldn't care less about leaving getting his feelings hurt and me neither honestly I mean, I do feel bad if he didn't have a father but you know at the same time you've you've caused a lot of you know you've, you've provoked a lot of situations on the show and there's a lot of alcohol involved right now so you know things are going to happen No, so Josh couldn't care less about Lieben getting his feelings hurt. After all, they are rivals and may fight each other. Levan is also the biggest trash talker on the show, but now he's showing a weak spot. Nathan continues to comfort Lieben at the poolside by himself while Lieben cries and the show plays sad music. Like I said before, this looks extremely gay. Nathan tells Chris he must take responsibility for his actions, even if his father left him. Uh, Chris walks away after he says this. So I, I will give credit to Nathan. You know he's a good teammate. He's a, you know he's he's being a good sport right now. He's helping out his teammates, and he's giving them good advice. It, I, it just it just looks so gay. They're by a poolside. They have their shirts off. They're playing the sad slow music. He literally put his hand on his cheek. That that's the part that kind of grossed me out. Like, you know I I don't care what the situation is. Don't don't put your hand on another man's cheek. That's that's gross to me. Um, Nathan continues to mentor Chris throughout the night. Uh, Chris says he wants to kill Bobby right now. Uh, This seems more believable because earlier they didn't really make much of the attempt to fight. Like earlier they were talking trash. They were in each other's face. And and you got to remember, these are guys who are trained in fighting. These are guys who are trained in martial arts. These are guys who are very aggressive. These are guys who like violent sports. They like contact sports. And they were in each other's face and nothing happened. You know what I mean? Nothing happened. So it it doesn't really seem believable to me that nothing happened. But now that I look back at it from hindsight... Even when you're drunk, I mean, they, they invested so much into the show. They invested so much time and energy that, you know, they, they probably didn't want to get kicked off the show. You know, if they really wanted to fight each other, I'm, I'm sure they could have thrown a punch or something. But even when they're drunk at that point, they probably came to their senses a little bit and realized, you know what, if I if I get in a fight right now, I'm probably going to get kicked off the show. So, you know, they, they probably held it together. And also, too, when you're drunk, your, your behavior is unpredictable. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. It does look a little bit staged, but then it's also probably not staged because there's a ton of alcohol involved. And there definitely, there definitely are people drunk in the house right now. I don't think they're faking the alcohol. I think they actually are drunk. Like I said before, I said they didn't really make much of an attempt to fight, and I expected more aggression for drunk fighters who have been stuck in the house for a, for a month. But they have an opportunity of a lifetime, and they don't want to get kicked off the show. To be fair, Chris Lieben has been arrested for DUI in the past and does have a real problem with alcohol to be fair, so this scene could be real, and you never know uh, you know what someone has gone through or how somebody's going to react to a certain situation. Chris is so upset he decides to sleep outside so this was kind of a smart move you know he just had you know he just had an argument with the other team you know they, they shared some nasty words with each other, they almost fought each other, and he decides you know i 'm going to sleep outside i'm going to stay away from these teammates i'm drunk right now. There's a lot of tension in the air, so I respect Levin for this decision. You know, he decides to sleep outside, which is a very smart thing because if, if you're going to fight somebody, you know, you have bad blood with somebody, you don't want to be in the same house as them. So I understand this this uh, decision. I respect it. Josh and Bobby decide to hose down Chris as he sleeps peacefully by himself, uh, away from everybody in the house. You know, so they they take a they take like a garden hose from the backyard, and they just pour water all over him in his sleeping bag while he's sleeping. You know, Chris takes his shirt off, punches through the glass of the front door of the house, and starts throwing stuff in the house. Chris Leben kicks down a door in the house while Bobby laughs and walks behind him. Now, this seems a little bit more believable. Now, this is the type of behavior I would expect from somebody who's drunk. Now, it doesn't seem so staged. Now, I think I might have been overreacting when I said it was staged. This seems a lot more believable. This seems like, you know, drunk behavior from aggressive UFC fighters. Lieben now turns his attention to Bobby, and Nathan comes to separate them. Chris, Chris's hand is now bleeding hard. They call the medics for Chris, and he is driven off. I don't blame Josh. They have an intense rivalry, and Chris is always talking trash to him throughout the show. I do think Bobby is more of a scumbag because he made Chris cry and came back to add insult to injury. So, you know, you know, um... Bobby Southworth is definitely being a little bit of a douchebag right now, but at the same time, you know, there's alcohol involved and, you know, he probably is really drunk right now. So, you know, it, people can't really control their emotions when they're drunk. I mean, the, the point of the whole thing is there shouldn't be alcohol in the house, period. So it's hard to tell. Forrest Griffin says he's having a dream that God is yelling at him and he wakes up and Chris is smashing down his door. There are pieces of door in his bed and Chris asks him where's uh, Josh Koscheck. Forrest Griffin looks like a monkey to me. Um, a little bit like Jim Carrey and a little bit like one of my childhood friends. So yeah, Forrest Griffin is, is a funny looking guy. And he sometimes he's just unintentionally funny. Like right now, that was really funny. He said he had a dream that, that God was yelling at him and he wakes up and Chris leaving knocks down his door. So I mean, that's, that's pretty funny to me. You know, Forrest Griffin is a funny looking guy, but also a cool guy too. Might I remind you, Chris is the one who urinated on Jake's bed the first day of the show. So like I was saying before, you know, Chris is not this innocent guy he's just a you know a young a guy he's a young adult that has a lot of behavioral problems that's always drinking that's way worse than wetting someone with a water hose. I think the prank would have been a little funnier if they if they uh covered their faces or ran away quickly, so Levin would have to guess who it, who it was you know so it would have been a little bit funnier if they covered their faces with like some type of disguise and then they sprayed them with water. And then Chris Leben would have to guess who it was, but you know, whatever. They were drunk, and obviously they didn't plan it out. They're just being silly. This situation also intensifies the rivalry between the two teams. The thing that is really funny about the show is that these are all grown men, but they are all acting like children. So throughout the whole show, and you know, they have all these little prep talks with these, you know, these grown adults that are in their twenty-five, that are like twenty-five years old. Some of them are in their early thirties and things like that. And they have all these prep talks with Dana White with their coaches. And the way their coaches talk to them, it's very funny to me. It's almost like they're talking to some some middle school kids or some elementary school kids. So it's, it's pretty funny to watch, you know what I mean? The way Dana, Chuck, and Randy talk to them is like how you would talk to a child as well. Uh, the next day, all the fighters in the house try to piece together what happened last night. Bobby doesn't even remember what he said to Chris. But Forrest casually tells him he called Chris a fatherless bastard. Forrest is funny because he's so uninvolved with all the drama and he's he has nothing to do with it. So Forrest is doing a good job of staying out of the trouble, you know. He's a pretty serious I mean he's not a serious guy, he's a he's a goofy laid back guy, but he's also staying out of trouble on the show. You know, he hasn't really had any any real tension with anybody yet. He's just staying in his lane and training like you know grown men are supposed to. Mike Swick always seems like a high strong nervous wreck, so Mike Swick on the whole show, he seems very nervous. He seems like a very intense guy. He t- he's another guy that takes the opportunity really seriously on the show. So I respect that. But every time he talks on the camera, he just seems like a nervous wreck, like he's just you know taking the program very seriously. And, and I do respect that a lot. He's very concerned about the situation, and he always seems the most concerned during team challenges. I think uh, he is worried about... He's worried that he will uh, get kicked off the show. And Chris is one of the best fighters on Team Couture. And they have already lost four challenges in a row. So I, I think Mike Swick is worried that Chris Lieben is going to get kicked off Team Couture. I mean, that, that's supposedly the, 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 you know, their sacred fighter or whatever. So now now I'm at the point in the show where I feel like they're starting to show a little bit of favoritism to Chris Levin. I mean, we, we don't, we'll see how the situation plays out. We'll see if he gets in trouble for you know breaking down the door and punching out the glass of the front door. But um, you know they're acting like this guy is this, this major superstar on the show. We, we've never even seen this guy fight before, and um, you know so we'll we'll see how it pans out. But um, yeah, you, know, you know his team his teammates definitely do like him a lot. They definitely you know they definitely back up Chris Lieben. Um But at the same time, we've never seen his fighting ability, so we'll we'll see how the situation pans out. Uh, Dana, Chuck, and Randy have a team meeting. Uh, They discuss uh, Chris, obviously. Uh, Randy doesn't want to lose Chris, and Chuck vouches for Chris as well. So yeah, nobody wants to see a fighter get kicked off the team. So I kind of see it from both perspectives. The reality is these men are all fighters and all have issues or struggles that have made them want to be fighters. So like I was explaining earlier on the earlier episodes, to want to be a fighter uh, it, it takes a certain type of personality. A lot of these guys come from rough backgrounds. Uh, a lot of these guys do have mental issues. A lot of these guys have problems in their life, and, th- and that's why they want to be professional fighters. It, it's not an easy thing to be a professional fighter. Um, you, you're talking about somebody that wants to inflict as much physical pain as possible on their opponents, and their opponents are going to inflict as much physical pain as possible on them. It's, it's kind of a crazy thing if you think about it. Um, it's a very primal thing. I mean, I know when we're growing up, we all get into a couple fights, and there's people who, you know, really do live violent lives. They go to prison or they, you know, they're, they join the military or they're police officers. So there are certain lines of work in this world that are very violent and very dangerous. But also at the same time, there's a lot of people in this world that live peaceful lives and have normal nine to five jobs. So they're definitely kind of more on the extreme side of the earth. You know what I mean? But at the same token, you know, there's countries all over the world that are constantly in conflict that are constantly at war with each other. So it just depends where you live. You know what I mean? Um, I, I try to, you know, have a global perspective on everything. There's people who live very peaceful lives, and then there's people who live, you know, lives of nothing but chaos and violence. So, you know, it, it just depends how you look at it or the, you know, the situation that you come from. Uh, Dana then points the finger at Bobby Southworth. He has a bad attitude. See, that's another thing too. Um, you don't want to get on the bad side of, of the of the president of the the UFC you know, you don't want to get on the bad side of your coaches. Chuck Liddell obviously doesn't particularly like Bobby Southworth. Bobby Southworth was pretty mouthy to Dana White as well. So, you know, th- this is one of those situations where, you know, this this is why it's important to get on your boss's good side. You know what I mean? If something bad happens, you want to be on your boss's good side. And Dana White is not on Bobby Southworth's good side. And, and Bobby Southworth is not on Dana White's good side. Dana brings in the fighters involved with the altercation. And Chris and Nathan. Uh, Sleep at another house to ease the tension, which uh, which seems even more gay to me. (laughs) So now I'm I'm just you know, now I'm just being funny, but um, you know, they now they're sleeping at another house to you know get away from the tension, but it is still kind of weird, like you know, every that's the other thing about this show, too. There's no females on the show, so of course, you know, people are going to uh, you know, they're going to develop you know, serious friendships and things like that. There's there's really not, I don't think there's any real homosexuality on the show. I'm just kind of being silly and just being you know, just being myself a little bit here and uh, being a little bit homophobic, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, it's a show full of guys. They all have their shirts off. They're all in the house 24-7. You know, there are some gay jokes. You know, you had Loden walking around half naked, you know, teasing the other guys. So there's a lot of, you know, homosexual stuff going on here, but it's, they're not actually gay. They're just having fun and being silly sometimes. If Chris, if Chris Lieben has kicked off the show... Nathan says that he's going to leave too, which is extremely stupid because Chris isn't the one who can give him a UFC contract in it. So now now he's just being even more ridiculous. Now they're just taking this to a whole other level of stupidity. I mean, Chris Lieben got drunk. He kicked out the he punched out the window of the house. Uh he broke down somebody's door. He he left a trail of blood out of his hand. That has absolutely nothing to do with you. You tried to calm down Chris Lieben. If you leave the show because of Chris Lieben, that that's extremely stupid. You're 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 putting your own career at risk and also too he has an injured ankle anyways so who cares so that was just really cheesy to me you know what i mean this is a competition it's an unfair competition obviously they're looking for you know they're looking to give two fighters a contract in the ufc and um you know if you have the opportunity you should take it you know what i mean that that's just that's another stupid thing leaving the show with Chris will not benefit him or make him look more loyal. It will make him look more stupid. Chris's hand is fine and it didn't even require stitches. The skin is ripped off completely off his knuckle, but it ripped off in a way that doesn't require stitches. So Chris leaving skin is literally peeled off of his knuckle. Like it, it peeled off perfectly to the point where he didn't need stitches. Uh, the skin just has to regrow back on his knuckle. So it, it looks pretty looks pretty crazy. There's no skin on his knuckle. It's just flesh. And uh, it doesn't require stitches because the way, the way it ripped off his knuckle was very smooth, so it just has to grow back. So that means he can fight, you know what I mean? It's probably going to be kind of irritable and painful, I assume, but, you know, he can still fight. It's just going to be uncomfortable. They have a meeting in the office and talk about the situation like kindergartners in the principal's office. So this show is pretty funny, too, because you have these grown men, and, and the way they talk to me, it, it really is like watching elementary school kids getting in trouble with their teacher or something. It's It's, it's pretty funny. Nathan, of course, backs up leaving. The whole situation looks so cheesy and childish, like a parents meeting with the teacher. Josh and Bobby uh, try to defend their actions and explain in the story to Dana and Randy and Chuck. And Dana and Randy don't look happy with him. And I hope nobody gets kicked off the show. Dana is the one who took them out and allowed them to get drunk in the first place. Dana, Chuck and Randy watch the tape of the incident. Team Liddell talks about the incident. Dana White calls uh, one of the owners of the UFC, Lorenzo Fertita, in the talk about the situation. Lorenzo tells Dana and the coaches they should pay for the damages and they should get rid of alcohol on the show. Dana wants the coaches to give the fighters an additional punishment as well. Instead of kicking the fighters off the show, Koscheck and Lieben will fight. I'm extremely happy that nobody got kicked off the team or got sent home. So, you know, even though these guys are, you know, screwing up and stuff like that, I don't want to see anybody get kicked off the show. They invested a lot of time. And, and, you know, energy into this program, into this, into their dream. I don't want to see them get kicked off for something so stupid. And at the end of the day, they are responsible for their own actions. They are grown men. But Dana White, you know, put a ton of alcohol in the house. He, you know, he let them get drunk when they went out. And they're all living in the same house together. So obviously this was a stunt for the cameras. You know what I mean? That would have destroyed the moral of the team. They had their fighters kicked off the show and would have caused bitter animosity between the two teams. So, yeah, if if they, if they would have sent Chris Lieben home or something like that, um, that would have just made, you know, Team Couture just be extremely bitter towards, uh, you know, Team Liddell. They would have been extremely bitter towards Bobby Southworth and Josh Koschek. They would have been like, you know, you're the reason why, you know, Chris is gone. And it, it would have just made the tensions a lot worse. And at the end of the day, they all have to live in the same house. So it, it would have been an ugly situation if, if some of the fighters got kicked off of their teams. It, it would have lowered the team morale. You know, Team Couture has already lost four challenges in a row. If they lost a fifth fighter, it would be, you know, even more devastating to them. It would be devastating to Randy Couture, and it it would just kind of, you know, leave everybody in a bad mood, and it it would be pretty bad. You know, hopefully both teams can keep the peace in the house until the show is over. I'm sure there will be arguments and tension, but hopefully nothing this drastic as windows being smashed out and doors being broken down in the future. I thought it was funny also that Dana called the other owner of the UFC Lorenzo Fertita to talk about the situation. Lorenzo didn't really seem to care too much. I think Dana was just trying to show the cameras he was taking the situation seriously. Dana also says this is a fight show, and the way people get kicked off the show is by fighting, not by being voted off the team. When they already had a fighter literally voted off the team, Jake, you know, the first week of the show, they literally voted somebody off the, off the show because, you know, they, they, had, they didn't have enough room or something. So now Dana wants to say, oh, this is a fight show. People get kicked off the show by... uh by losing a fight and, and when reality they literally voted someone off off the show the first week, so dana 's pretty funny here. The fact that Josh and Chris are fighting is good because one of them will get to go home, and this will ease tensions in the house a little bit. so the reason why uh, they came to the agreement that okay Josh Koshna has to fight Chris Liebe is because you know one of the fighters has to get sent home so that there 'll be less tension in the household because the reality is they 're all living in the same house together, you know they just had an ugly situation where it could have escalated to a real fight. You know, the window was smashed out of the front door. A door was kicked down. There's a trail of blood everywhere. Um, you know, it's an ugly situation. So even if they, they kept the peace the rest of the show, there's going to be a lot of tension in the household. So this is, this is a great way to end the conflict. You know what I mean? And also, too, it's a great storyline to the fight because Josh Koscheck and Chris Lieben have talked trash to each other throughout the beginning of the show. They never liked each other from the beginning of the show. They've been rivals since the beginning of the show, even before they picked the teams. You know what I mean? Even before... You know, you know. coincidentally, Josh Koschek was picked to Team Liddell, and Chris Lieben was picked to Team Couture. Coincidentally, they were picked on, on opposite teams in the same weight class. They've always had that that rivalry and that tension between one another. So this is a, a great storyline, even though, you know, it's not an official UFC fight. It's still an official fight on the Ultimate Fighter TV show. So it's a great storyline, and it builds up the hype for the fight. So it's pretty cool how it, how it all worked out. If they both stay in the house for too long, uh, tension will make uh, things escalate. Being the psycho that Lieben is, he says he's going to crush Josh's skull and not get arrested for it, and the episode ends. So, you know, Chris Lieben's quite the character, man. He always has something to say. He, I, I mean, I, I think he actually is kind of crazy, and uh, but, you know, he's probably amping himself up a little bit more for the cameras. But he's really actually doing a good job because... He, like I said, to be a UFC fighter, it's more than just being a fighter. You also have to be an entertainer as well. Uh, we've seen fighters in the past in the UFC. They really don't have a, a good pool. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not really Im- impressive to the fans because they don't really talk a lot of trash. They are not really they don't have an exciting, charismatic personality. And uh, they don't make it to the next level in the UFC. So you have to be—it's it's part of the business. You have to be a part of the entertainment industry as well. You're not just a fighter. You're an entertainer as well. So, you know, Chris Lieben's doing a great job promoting himself. And, um, you know, he's getting airtime on TV. You know what I mean? Now, as far as the pre- the professionalism of being an MMA fighter, is he doing a good job? Absolutely not. He's getting drunk. You know, he's, he's smashing out, you know, doors. He's punching glass through the door and things like that. But um, as far as being an entertainer, he's doing a great job. And he's promoting himself in a good way by doing that. But that's how the episode ends. And we'll see them fight on the next episode of The Ultimate Fighter Season 1. Team Couture versus Team Liddell, and we will jump into episode six on the next podcast.